recording this lunchtime, Eastern Time, Wednesday, December 6th, since last week we talked about what might happen with the Final Four rankings in the college football playoff. Let's look back at what did happen with the games played and how it impacted the rankings in the college football playoff. Brandon Legal Group helps me do that for the Todd Wright Toddcast full-service law firm servicing the greater Tampa Bay area. Here's a simple one, fellas. If you've been paying permanent alimony and you are a resident of the state of Florida, permanent alimony no longer exists as of July 1st, 2023. Reach out to Brandon Legal Group for a free consultation and you will not be paying permanent alimony going forward. You will be paying a different form of alimony that should appeal to you or a judge can say, yeah, you've done enough. Case dismissed. 813-902-3576 or visit brandonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. They also offer uh, family law, divorce, child support adjustment. But if you are a man in the state of Florida who has been paying permanent alimony, get to Brandon Legal Group because you don't have to do that anymore. All right? Can't emphasize that enough. Pin Chasers has three locations in the greater Tampa Bay area. Anthony Peroni is a huge college football fan, so I've even reached out to him about this topic of who made the college football playoff. Pin Chasers is Tampa Bay's best place to enjoy bowling food and, of course, fun. To make it even easier to have fun, download the Pin Chasers Extra app to make reservations, order food, track your scores, and earn cash back on every purchase. You get 10% back every time you visit. For more information, go to pinkchasers.net and start having fun. Uh, email is right.todd at yahoo.com. Greg, one of my golf buddies, a valued Todd Wright Tour supporter who played in Todd Wright Tour 44 over the weekend, uh, already sent me something. And I just wrote back and I said, agreed. Uh, at that point, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do another podcast about this, but I kind of felt like doing it today since I was asked to do it on 1025 The Bone on Drew Garabo Live featuring John Senning yesterday and on Spectrum Bay News 9 and Spectrum News 13 in Tampa Bay and Central Florida respect, respectfully last night with my comments along with Todd Ray Tour Hall of Famer and longtime Channel 10 anchor Dave Worth. So let's get into it a little bit. Um, this is the last year of this format. This format was better than the previous formats because the previous formats basically, through various systems, produced two teams. This system produced four. So just that alone was a great step for the last decade because previously... You might have the the argument was well who are the top two and this year the argument was was who are the top four and we've we've had arguments before about who the top four was but that's progress next year someone's going to be arguing they're in the top twelve so it lessens the significance of the argument because we're including more of the best teams in college football. Going to a committee eliminated computers, it eliminated polls, uh, 
it introduced more of a human element, which actually came into play a lot here of, well, yeah, can we just use common sense? And some will say they didn't, but it was the eye test and many other factors rather than polls and computers spitting out numbers, which people didn't like either. So yeah, next year, every conference champion is going to get in. I still don't know how they're going to handle the pack two, which is two teams and they're going to play a bunch of mountain West teams. And I don't think you can give them an automatic bid. So we're kind of going, I'm kind of going on the premise of next year's ACC champ, next year's big 12 champ, next year's big 10 champ, next year's sec champ will be the top four and all have first round buys. And then the committee will determine who five through 12 is, and one of them will have to be from a non-Power 5 school, as Liberty was this year. There are complaints that Liberty got in over SMU further down the board as Liberty goes to the Fiesta Bowl to play Oregon. In next year's scenario, Liberty would be playing as the 12 seed at the number five seat, the first four rounds will be hosted at campus sites. I love that. I love a lot about next year's format. I like the first round games at campus sites to create atmosphere, to lessen the financial burden on actual fans, uh, to go to these games, to give seats five, six, seven, and eight uh, an advantage. By the way, Notre Dame, here will be a complaint. Notre Dame can't be one of the top four seeds next year. They could beat everybody. I haven't looked at their schedule. They could beat everybody. Be number one in the AP poll and the CFP rankings. They can't be a top four because they're not a conference member. They are affiliated for scheduling purposes, non-football, and for bowl tie-ins below the college football playoff with the ACC. The highest seed Notre Dame can have next year is five. An interesting thought on this from one of my friends in the business when I brought this up a while back. He said they don't have a problem with that because they get to host a game. So in that scenario, Notre Dame would be the five seed hosting the likely the group of five. And then if they win, they would play the four in one of the traditional New Year's Six Bowls. So just getting out in front of that, you're going to hear, if Notre Dame is awesome next year, you're going to hear that bitching about how Notre Dame can't be earn a first-round buy in the playoff. These things aren't perfect. So let's just go, I'll talk about what I had right, what I had wrong. I'll talk about what I had wrong first because I hold myself accountable because I hold others accountable as well. I said Texas wasn't in this. I was wrong. Texas is in. They were in this. I should have spent more time on them. I did not. The Georgia losing did help get Texas in. Had Georgia won, I'm not, yeah, I am sure Texas would have been the four. Yeah, yeah, they would have been. 
Because at that point, Alabama has two losses. Ohio State didn't play. Oregon lost. They have two losses. Yeah. Yeah, they would have put Texas as the four. And Florida State as the five. Yeah, they would have They would have put them in. And Texas would have played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl rather than Texas playing Washington in the Sugar Bowl. And then Michigan would have played Washington in a traditional Rose Bowl, which this just in. The traditional Rose Bowl is now effectively gone. The Rose Bowl will now never be guaranteed another Big Ten versus Pac-12. And I mean, the Pac-12 is down to two anyway and has two years to kind of figure everything out uh, to get other members. Or there, There's talk, by the way, out there in some very discreet channels that now the Pac, the ACC, and the Big 12 may all be working together going forward with their assets their bowl tie-ins. I don't want to call it a merger, but it seems like they're trying to work together because, you know, they they know what's coming. I mean, just look at the four in the playoff this year. Number one is Michigan, current Big Ten team. Number two is Washington. Next year, they're a Big Ten team. Number three is Texas. Next year, they're an SEC team. Number four is Alabama. They're a current SEC team. All right. So, I won't waste time on Michigan and Washington. You could go 1-2, 2-1, whatever you want to do there. We all know, yeah, on their merits, they're in. Um, I didn't have Texas in, which is my mistake. I had Georgia in. In the way the games played out, I thought Georgia would get in as the fourth team. I still think, and there are others out there who feel the same as I do, you can't tell me based on what you saw in Georgia's game against Alabama, they're not one of the four best teams. They have, they lost their first game in three years on Saturday in Atlanta, barely. And it was enough to allow Bama to jump from eight to three, which no team had ever jumped from seven into the playoff on the last weekend, let alone eight into the playoff. Oddsmakers, Patrick Everson of VegasInsider.com, I believe, had this note. Oddsmakers said Georgia would be favored against any of the four teams that made the college football playoff in any bowl game. Georgia, Michigan, Georgia would have been favored. Georgia, Washington, Georgia would have been favored. Georgia, Texas, Georgia would have been favored. And even though Bama just beat Georgia, if we were going to play that game again, the odds makers would have made Georgia a favorite. So the odds makers are on my side. That Georgia has the bigger gripe. They are one of the four best teams. They got left out. And they shouldn't have been at number six. No worse than five. Doesn't matter. But Georgia was one of the four best teams. But I had that wrong. I had Texas out and Georgia in based on the results of the games. I was wrong. I was right that Alabama would be in with a win. And I was right that Florida State likely would be out based on scenarios. Because I had, if Georgia won, I had 
I'm sorry, if Alabama won, I had Georgia in ahead of Florida State and Texas for that matter. So I had Florida State out. Um, Florida State had two chances after the injury to Jordan Travis on primetime television to show they were still just as good as they were with Jordan Travis. They failed. Yeah, they won those games. They did not look nearly as good. The criteria isn't only what's your overall record. It's not. In pro football, it is. To win your conference championship, it is to get into the conference title game, then you must win the conference title game. It is a criteria. It is not the criteria. So Florida State had overall record being undefeated going for them. And that's about all they had going for them based on how they played in their last two games. They didn't have it with strength of schedule. They couldn't use the argument, well, we're a conference champ. Well, so are the other four that are ahead of you. And Brett McMurphy always reminds me, the committee's job is to put the four best teams, not most deserving, the four best teams in that final ranking, at the time of the final ranking in the playoff. The four best based on all factors. That's where I think the committee messed up by not putting Georgia in. Because Georgia, to me, is one of the four best teams. But Florida State was not. Also, this is a television show. And the goal is to keep people watching TV, in this case, on New Year's Day, from the time they first tune into the Rose Bowl to the time the Sugar Bowl ends, and to not leave. And in most years, it hadn't worked. Last year, the semifinals were both must-see. Some years we've had one game that was must-see. Some years we've had none. As bad as the title game was last year between Georgia and TCU, I may have lasted a quarter and a half. The semis were incredible. With Michigan TCU in the Fiesta and Georgia Ohio State in the Peach. That's the goal. That's the television show. So by putting together the four best teams and the committee claims they don't look at matchups or look at conferences. Maybe that's what they say. Not necessarily how they do it. But it's a TV show. Who are the four best teams who can get people to watch and stay watching this television show? Florida State wasn't one of those four. Again, this won't be an issue next year. When the ACC... You get a first-round bye, unless somehow the Pac-2 champ qualifies for a first-round bye. They can't. Maybe if down the road, but can't next year, in my opinion. The theory that Alabama as SEC champ beating Georgia 
who hadn't been beaten in three years, wouldn't get in, was the most ridiculous part of all this. For Florida State fans that say going undefeated, winning the ACC, and not being in the playoff is ridiculous, no. More ridiculous was the thoughts of, oh, and I'll just throw out one moron's name. Booger McFarfetched, who I have on DVR, saying on the CFP ranking show prior to the final rankings that if Alabama beat Georgia, they weren't going to the playoff. They wouldn't be in the final four. It just shows nothing's changed since the seven weeks and one day I was forced to work with that moron. He is still as stupid as he's ever been. But there were others. Not just that king shit dick. There were others who said, well, if Alabama wins, the SEC champion won't go to the college football playoff. You're out of your mind. Based on how good SEC football is, based on how the SEC, year after year, produces worthy contenders or winners of the national championship. That was more far-fetched. That was more ridiculous than FSU being left out as the champ of the ACC. I knew the SEC champion was going to make the playoff. Hell, I had Georgia in as one of the four best teams, and I'm still convinced they are one of the four best teams. But I had Alabama in. Never a question. So that's enough for me. By the way, I will acknowledge for those of you I pissed off by saying Texas wasn't in the conversation, and I'm admitting I was wrong. I have action on Texas to win the national championship now because I think I think Washington is in for an ambush traveling from Seattle down to New Orleans. All these Texas fans can just get on I-10, drive to the game. That is going to be burnt orange everywhere in the Louisiana Superdome. I don't know if Penix and the Huskies are ready for that. I mean, they keep beating Oregon by three. And that's to their credit. <laughs> this is, it feels like it could be an ambush. The odds makers agree early money on Texas over Washington as well. Not enough, in my opinion. And then if Texas wins, the title game's in Houston, right? That's where we're playing the title game. I'm not saying it's a home field for Texas, but it certainly might feel like one, whether it's Michigan or Alabama. And Harbaugh versus Saban is pretty damn good. It's not the traditional Rose Bowl matchup, but Harbaugh versus Saban. Granted, Harbaugh's never won a national championship, never won a Super Bowl, but still. You're bringing in Alabama. And their fans will be there. And that Rose Bowl will have as much red as they have maize and blue. As much crimson. That's enough for me. Email me, right.todd at yahoo.com, right.todd 
at yahoo.com with what you got right, what I what you got wrong. I told you what I got wrong and what I got right. What did you get right? What did you get wrong? What do you still think? Much like I still think Georgia deserved one of the four spots. Yes, I would have put Georgia in over Texas. And then in a separate thought, I'm saying based on the format, I think Texas can win the national championship. I see the path that they pound Washington and then they play in front of a huge Longhorn crowd in Houston, Texas. I'm just going to check to make sure the CFP title game is at the home of the Houston Texans. Uh, Let's see, locations. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see. And Yep, January 8th, 2024, Houston, Texas. Also, oh no. That's enough for me. So I see the path for Texas. In the end, I think it's Texas, Alabama, and Texas beats Alabama twice. And it would be Alabama's only two losses. And then Texas sits there at number one, even with one loss to Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry, Red River shootout. And the Longhorns may just do it. But that's why they play the games. Right.todd at yahoo.com. Right.todd at yahoo.com. The Todd Wright Toddcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group and Pin Chasers. Thanks for listening. Remember my other podcast, the Todd Wright Survivor Football Podcast and the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, available on various platforms or via JoeBucksFan.com also during this football season. Thanks for listening.